One Team Media. I just have a very hard time expressing my emotions and I can't stop from yelling. So I'm very sorry. I don't mean to offend you, but I'm not going to stop yelling. Eat it nation, baby. I'm in a good mood to podcast tonight, boys. Talking about Lynn Bowden right now, so why the hell do I care about Anaya Smith right now? Because I have an opinion and I said it. Alrighty, guys, welcome on back in the heated agreement. It's time to bring on Flounder, the UFC. And as in UFC, I mean unparalleled fighting columnist. He is specifically covers UFC for us. He does a lot of other, but that is what he is best at. Um, we got a big fight coming up this weekend. Part Trace of uh, Conor Gregor and Dustin Poirier. Flounder, uh, I know you and I and Woody and James are all going to be in New Orleans to watch this fight. Outside of getting nice and ratchet this weekend on bourbon, what excites you most about Saturday's fight card? So a few things excite me. One thing scare, well, two things really scare me. It's whether Dustin wins or Dustin loses, because I feel like either way, Bourbon Street's getting burned to the ground just because of what he, like, he, he reps so hard for Louisiana and New Orleans. Um, there's really not too many fights on the card that I'm super, super hyped about. Um, we can start with the undercard. Actually, you know what? I'm going to look at the early prelims because I think there was one. Yeah, okay. So there's one on the early prelims that kind of excites me. And it's the one right before the prelims. It's Jennifer Maya versus Jessica I. Jessica I has got kind of like a controversial past here recently. She's got some weight cutting issues. And I don't like the ranking system that ESPN and the UFC uses. I feel like it's kind of arbitrary. But um, Jessica is ranked number seven in the women's flyweight division. Jennifer Maya is number four. Jennifer Maya, I still don't know if she's related to Damian Maya or not. Damian Maya is a uh, fighter. He's changed divisions like two or three times in the past few years, but uh, he's a crazy Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy. So I don't know if they're related. She does have good jiu-jitsu. She is coming off a loss, I believe, Jessica I. I think is coming off a loss as well. So she's a minus 200 favorite, which I don't really understand. I think it should be a pretty good fight. Uh, The flyweight division and the women's is more exciting than other divisions. I'll put it that way. It's not super, super exciting, but uh, the prelims, uh, I think there's like, there. okay, so there's a couple of fights in the prelims that intrigue me. Um, The second fight of the uh, prelims, is between uh, Uriah Hall and, or not Uriah Hall, Jesus, he just fought Ryan Hall, who is like the most, I don't even wanna say stoic. He's just a weird guy. Like he's, he's got the same expression in every picture. And it's like with this little frown. Um, he's a plus 180 uh, dog against this dude who I personally had never heard of until I started looking up the card. Ela Tapuria, I don't even know if I'm saying that right. We'll see, it's a featherweight fight, so it'll be fun. Um, after that, we got Nico Price, who's coming in at a plus 144 against Michael Pereira. Uh, Michael Pereira is a bad dude. He is a bad, bad dude. But Nico is his nickname is the Hybrid. He has a style that is really, really hard to defend against. Um, he's had some kind of weird fights recently, but when he first came onto the scene, he's knocking people out and with with stuff that you'd never even like consider or seen in the octagon. I mean, just brutal stuff. Uh, so after that, 
we got to get in the main card because the main card starts to get interesting. I was really, really excited for Sean O'Malley to fight, uh, but his opponent had to drop out. Now he's fighting a dude who's, uh, it's his first time in the UFC. So um, Sean has a lot to prove. Still, I think his last fight was a pretty convincing knockout. But uh, before that, I was, I, mean, I was going to say, like, I mean, I've been watching him fight and he's been giving dudes the business, but at the same time, minus 900 on a male main card event is yeah. pretty, is kind of ridiculous. I didn't understand. I didn't know all the background behind that. So yeah, that, so that kind of explains that for me. Yeah. So the dude who's fighting just had to pull out. I don't remember who he was fighting, but I was really looking forward to it. Um, you know, you always pull out flounder. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Sean should win that fight pretty handily. But after his fight against Cheeto Vera, I kind of jumped off the sugar show for a minute. I kind of came back on like I'm, I hate to say it, like he's having to prove himself. Like he didn't have to prove shit to me. Dude's making a ton of money and fights people for a living. But uh, Sean O'Malley's just a cool dude. Like he he's he's one of those personalities like you can really easily get on board with. He's one of the dudes that you think you'd want to sit and like have a beer with, chill out for a little while. So it's it's hard to not be on his side, especially when he's fighting a nobody. That'll be interesting, I guess. Irene Aldana, she's probably gonna win that fight. I, it's probably gonna be a closer fight than I think. But the women's bantamweight division is just weird. The fight that I'm really, 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 really looking forward to on this card, more so than the main event, because I think I know how the main event's going to go, is Ty Tuivasa, my boy Bam Bam, versus the woman beater Greg Hardy. Ty's coming in at minus 137. The last dude that uh, Greg Hardy fought, or maybe it was two fights ago, I don't know. I don't really pay attention to his career that much because I don't want to give the dude the time of day. Uh, he was a guy well, you from don't Houston. Like getting, you don't like when people get pushed on a bed full of guns or what? I'm not a fan of it. No, not as much as Jerry Jones. But uh, Bam Bam, Ty Tuivasa, y'all might have heard of uh, just for his, I'm not even gonna call it infamy, but he's famous for doing shoeies after his fights. Um, or just if he's in the crowd at a UFC event with anyone's shoe, not just his own. Him and Cowboy Cerrone. Did you see the shoeies made it to the College World Series? <laughs> I did. That was incredible. I'm so proud. I feel like I was a, a trailblazer. <laughs> <laughs> for uh the shoey movement but uh no so ty he's he's had a weird career in the ufc he's from uh western sydney he's just a bad bad dude big boy it's a heavyweight fight so you know there's gonna be fireworks greg hardy very power puncher depending on if he gets his inhaler um mid-fight or not you know he could gas <laughs> out early but uh ty i this is a very easy fight to be one-sided on but it should be a pretty good fight uh, all things considered, I think you, there's a lot of Do you think 140 potential. is good money there? I think so, man. Ty, so the thing with Ty, he was out of the UFC because he was on a skid, and his skid was against guys like, I, I don't remember, Alex Volkanovsky, maybe. No, 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 no. Sorry, that's another uh, Australian champion. Um, heavyweight's a crazy division, man. So if you go on a skid, Dana's really ready to cut you loose because there's a ton of guys that are in, like, waiting to come up. Um, so I think so, but... You know, we'll see. The fight that I'm probably the second most excited about, even more so than the main event, behind uh, Ty hopefully beating the shit out of Greg Hardy, is Gilbert Burns versus Wonderboy Thompson. This is karate versus jujitsu. This is like, in my opinion, what the UFC was like made for. It was style versus style. Who can win in a street fight? And uh, Gilbert Burns is coming off of um, a... Uh, championship defeat he was trying for uh the belt against kamara usman and i believe that was his last fight i don't think he's fought since then um 
went all five rounds hard fight but he definitely lost so he's still the number two contender regardless of the rankings or anything it's kind of odd that Wonderboy comes in at such a favorite because he took some time off after his last fight that he won um he had some i think he said he broke his hand maybe both of them in the ring like right after the fight but he's he's the nmf for those who don't know the nicest motherfucker in the game um <laughs> ariel helwani gave him the belt uh, after george masvidal got the bmf belt and uh, I don't know if you know much about either one of these guys, but Wonderboy Thompson's like literally the nicest guy on planet Earth. And so is Gilbert Burns. They're both super nice guys. But um, when you talk about like, it's funny because growing up, that was always the joke, right? Like, oh, the guy knows karate. You know, you don't want to mess with him. Oh, but yeah. Wonderboy is actually like a, a multi-level black belt in karate, owns his own school. I mean, a lot of these guys do. That's how they make money on the side because fighting doesn't pay shit. But uh, <laughs> Wonderboy is literally like the karate guy. The You can't call him the karate kid. It just won't work. But he's got crazy head kick KOs in the UFC. Gilbert Burns is a bad dude, though. Like, I, he, not, he TKO'd Tyron Woodley. Uh, who was the former champ, you know, he's fighting Jake Paul next, which is going to be another like beat down and then another win for Jake. And it's going to be sad. And we're all going to be morally, yeah. morally worse to wear for it. I'm so uh, tired of it. Which, which is the Logan Paul is the one that's actually kind of in, not impressed me, but gone the other <laughs> direction with, he, he's kind of like one, not won me over, but like kind of pulled yeah. me in the, like, I don't hate him as much because he, he showed maturity and you can tell that like, honestly, I think a hundred percent of what he does is for money and show. Yeah. I think his brother's an absolute dickhead. Like what you see is what you get with the other brother. Yeah. Uh, I, no, I, I don't like, too. I don't like either of them because of how fucking stupid they are. But <laughs> Logan's easier to like though. I, I get what you're saying. Cause like, yeah. I don't know about you, but I'm an OG vine kid. So I, I liked Logan Paul like years ago. And then once they started getting weird and you know, turned into YouTubers, things got odd. But grown he, up Vine, Vine kids, adult yeah, right? Vine kids. He, he went through quite a bit after um, getting demonetized by YouTube and everything. So I feel like it's humbled him in a way that Jake hasn't had to go through. We're not talking about the Paul brothers, but like, I feel yeah. like, I feel like that has a little bit to do with it. Just cause like when- Well, you, just you the fighting, see, just the fighting world in general is yeah. kind well, of hard to not, not have their names come up these days with everything. Exactly, because it's undeniable the amount of eyes it brought to to both MMA and boxing, but boxing in particular. Because I, I tweet like nobody follows me on Twitter, but like I tweet about it like every now and then whenever there's a huge boxing event uh, coming up. Like the Deontay Wilder Tyson Fury trilogy fight is coming up, and Deontay is just sitting at the press conference with his headphones. Like no one's trying to sell these fights outside of like Tyson Fury, and he's just mm -hmm. doing it because like he's just high on life and wants to beat the shit out of people. Right. Like, He's, he's just fun to watch. So like no disrespect at all for what they've done for the sport of boxing, you know, like get it out of the hands of, of uh, Oscar De La Cokehead <laughs> to, yeah. uh, to paraphrase Dana White. I think, uh, you know, boxing is, is slash was a dying sport, regardless of what people in other countries want to tell you. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say people from the UK will tell you different, unless you're from I know, Liverpool. <laughs> I mean, they'll they'll tell you otherwise, but it, and it still pulls in good money. It's not truly a dying oh, sport, yeah. but I think that mm -hmm. you know so soccer is one thing, but like you look at American football, you if you become popular in the United States, 
the rest will fall into its place and you'll just skyrocket in money because yeah. Americans have no fucking life. Conor McGregor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that um, brings us to our main event. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. There you go. Great transition. <laughs> so, um, I know I said it's my third favorite fight on the card. Just the third. Well, I wouldn't say third favorite, but like the one that I'm looking forward to the bronze most. <laughs> and, bronze uh, bust of the fights. I mean, I don't know, man. It's just because like, why is Connor still fighting? It doesn't make sense to me. What he's talking about on Twitter, what he's talking about in his interviews, I've heard he's not training with his coaches that he's doing stuff alone i don't understand like it's i just in the fight game it's like you look for motivations and he's made so much money he's got the kids he's got the whiskey he's done everything he was on food stamps like a decade ago and now he's one of the like he's a cultural icon and he will be for decades to come right. like people always want to see conor mcgregor do stuff <clears throat> even if it's a bunch of old man in a bar so i just Dustin Poirier is literally the second best lightweight on planet Earth behind Khabib Nurmagomedov. And I know that Khabib's retired, but like Dustin, I, I mean, you can throw Justin Gaethje out there. Dustin walked him down. You can throw Max Holloway out there. I know he's not a lightweight, but you know, he walked him down twice. Like Dustin Poirier is just on another level. Cause like Joe Rogan always says, like there's levels to this shit and Dustin's on a completely different one. Connor had this innate ability to get in people's heads. Like that was the most apparent in his fight with Jose Aldo. He got in Jose's head and he like for months, cause that, I don't remember how long the press tour was, but it was a while. And just, I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, it had like an over reaching effect in the octagon as far as like oh it helped him knock him out but like it definitely made him careless it definitely made him abandon the game plan he wanted to beat the shit out of him because yeah. it just annoyed the fuck out of him for months on end and that's what connor does it's what he did to get the fight with floyd mayweather he's the best talker in mma and probably i would in, say in, probably in, in yeah one of the best in sports there's guys <laughs> like, that can contend with him in basketball yeah, but, I was gonna say, like, <laughs> there's a few in the NBA, like, there's a couple in the NFL too. Not really. But in, in, there's not a like uh, a set. They're better than him. There's just yeah. guys that you could talk like, who's better? Him exactly. And the thing with Connor was he always backed it up, and he is a bad, bad dude. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that he's not as good as Dustin, but like, he's been off for such a long time. Ring rust is a real thing. I know, you know, he beat Cowboy. He's had some good fights since his quote unquote return to the Octagon. And then he I had to wait. He, for didn't COVID. he lose after fight? I thought he fought Cowboy, he, lost. So, yeah, he, he fought Cowboy and then he lost to Dustin. Yeah. So, okay. That's what I thought. So that's why they're doing this trilogy. Yeah. Dude, thanks to um, COVID. I don't, I couldn't even tell you when that fight was. Yeah, dude. I, I, it's, it's my whole, <laughs> I don't even know what day it is. So, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I, 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 
I don't see how Dustin doesn't win this fight because Connor, that was the whole reason that I knew he wasn't going to beat Floyd Mayweather is he just gasses out. He, mm-hmm. And it's not even that he gasses out. He just doesn't have that super elite cardio. And I'm not saying that Dustin necessarily does either, but I've seen him go three, five rounds, you know, with some like young dudes. Like you remember the Dan Hooker fight? That was yeah. crazy. We didn't think Dan was going to last. And it went, I don't even remember if it was a five round fight, but it was, that one was brutal. So the, the thing with Connor is though, he's, a, I hate to be the echo chamber, but he's got the left hand piston that he can just put you to sleep with. Yep. And that's what makes it exciting. <laughs> that's why we're doing this for a third time. And I don't know if it'll rank necessarily super high in the trilogies because neither fight has necessarily been super exciting, you know? Right. Like the first one he knocked out, he got in Dustin's head bad and knocked him out. And then I, the, uh, the second one went to the second round. Dustin just ate his leg up and then put the thing with Dustin again, he pours pressure on like nobody's business. And he, that's what he's gotten better at throughout the years. That's why he beat Gaethje because Justin Gaethje, that's how he wins fights too. And he just throws bombs, but like his thing in the PFL too, I'm not going to get off on Gaethje tangents because that could go all day, but that's going to be an interesting fight regardless. And what's even crazier is Dana has said, whoever wins this fight gets the title shot next. I don't know how Connor doesn't have to fight someone else. I guess if he beats the number one guy, then yeah, but it's weird. So before, before we let you go, we're just doing a quick recap of everything and, you know, kind of a little preview into Saturday's fights. I'm going to put you on the spot. We're going to go through the main card. I'm going to make you pick. So we got the first one, Sean O'Malley. I think you kind of explained that when you're going to take Sugar Sean on that one. Yeah. Uh, Yana and Irene. I'm going with Irene just because I know her and I don't really know Yana. But, you know, those Russian sounding, yeah. Swedish sounding chicks are always bad. So, <laughs> it'll so, probably be a banger. Yeah. I think this it's is the one. Weight. I think this is the one where I, I, from just listening to you, I think you might have a little bit of issues. Are you going Ty or are you going Greg Hardy? Oh, I'm going Ty all day. Dude, I follow Ty on Instagram. I've been a fan of his for a while because <laughs> he, he trained with like Mark Hunt and like a bunch of the OG like Aussie guys. So I'm, I'm a big fan of his. You're going on the Homer bin there. Mm-hmm. All righty. So then we got uh, Stephen Thompson and Gilbert Burns. I really, really hate betting against Stephen Thompson, but Gilbert Burns, I think, wins this fight. Jiu-Jitsu over karate. I don't – and Gilbert Burns is a crazy good striker too. Like, don't <clears> – <throat> people want to just say that this is a completely stylistic fight. Both these guys can throw bombs. Stephen Thompson, Wonderboy, has been in some wars. And Gilbert, we know, can withstand some shit. So, I mean, it, it'll be a good fight, but I think Gilbert wins. All right, then, obviously, for all the marbles, we got Connor and Dustin – I got to go with Dustin Poirier, man. We're going to New Orleans this weekend. <laughs> Taking the Louisiana boy. Yeah, you don't want to put this one out and then let all the Kunasses know that you picked against him. They'll stab me on Bourbon Street. <laughs> yeah. All righty, boys and girls. Hope you all enjoyed this. Uh, we just wanted to do a quick preview before the weekend. And uh, follow us on Instagram, Heated Agreement, and Twitter. And we'll be putting out the semi-PG-13 videos and pictures from this weekend in New Orleans. With that, we'll see you on the other side. Take it easy. Flounder, I'll see you tomorrow, bitch. Deuces. We're going to NOLA. Yes, call him Baton Rouge. Or no, not call him Baton Rouge. Uh, we'll go through Baton Rouge. <laughs>